0: Welcome to episode 39 of the Fearless Launching Show. I'm your host, Anne Samoilov. Today, we have a very special guest on the show. She is a well-known online businesswoman, and she's making waves offline as well in many different places. The girl has created probably one of the most popular and successful business training programs. She's got an award-winning web show. She's been on Oprah, people, and I am so proud to call her my friend. My very first coach in business, and the one who I worked with as a launch manager for the very first time. That is what kills me when I think about this. Um, I love this woman. I'm excited to get into it with her, and today, especially because this year I'm thinking all about the changes that happen in business and how that changes your day to day, and does it change your day to day? I think one of the biggest pieces of The biggest questions and uh, that I get from people, that little silent scream, is about overwhelm and thinking that they don't know what to do. And I I just want to share this conversation with you because Marie tells you what's going to change and what's really not going to change as your business grows. So hunker down, settle in, and let's get this party started. I'll see you on the other side. So Marie... It's awesome to have you here. It's awesome to have you on the show. I'm super excited to chat with you today.
1: Thank you. It's my honor to be here and I love talking about workflow and launching. So, let's dive in.
0: Yeah, this is this is going to be really cool because I get a lot of questions from the listeners of the podcast listeners, people in fearless launching, people emailing me about what they sh- what what they need to do to launch like it's some big mystery and like People like you, people who are further along in their business, who've been doing this for years, like it's somehow you've got some additional magic fairy dust that you're throwing on things. And while it does change, and I, I know that things do change as, as your business moves along and grows, there are some really core things that happen every single launch and that happen on a daily basis. Yes. For so, sure. so what, what at the core of like your day-to-day business, would you say that there are things that you do now, like your, what is your general work flow during, during any kind of launch? Let's, let's focus it down to the launch because I know that on a day-to-day basis, things might be really different. So.
1: Yeah. I think the most important thing when it comes to launching is to have a clear plan. You know, so many people, um, just jump into something and they don't recognize how long things take. They don't give themselves enough time to create content, to work with some of the people that they may outsource things to, whether it's a videographer or, you know, a web programmer or a web designer. And I think really having a clear plan and giving yourself enough time to put everything together is is one of the things that we've <clears throat> continued on working on being better at. So for example, you know, the first time I ever launched B-School, we did plan in advance, but you always kind of underestimate what it takes to get something done. And I remember the next year I was like, okay, need a few more weeks, need a few more months. And of course, as you get experience, you also see new things that you want to add in. You see things that you want to do better areas that you can improve from the year before, but having a plan and having everything written down and everything into a calendar is vital Because that allows you to share it with your team or if you're just working with, say, one other person or just yourself, it's the only way that you can manage effectively what you're going to get done by when to make sure everything actually comes off.
0: Yeah, yeah, I I have to agree with that. And um, a lot of people definitely are talking about trying to figure out actually spend most of their time thinking about what tool they should use, but it really doesn't matter. It just matters that you, especially if you're working with people, that you have something that you can share with others. And even if it's a Google doc to start with, with just like a list of stuff, like with a, you know, you drop everything that you might want to do in a launch. If it starts there, that's fine. That's actually what we use when people get all crazy about
1: tools or the best project management system, or, you know, having these fancy tricked out things. I always tell them, like, we literally start everything on a basic piece of paper with lines or on a whiteboard, and then we just simply transfer it into a spreadsheet, Mm -hmm. like a simple spreadsheet that has everything listed out. (laughs) With dates, with names, and we literally tick things off. It is no more complicated than that.
0: Yeah, I do the same thing. I actually start with graph paper because it's kind of like you can make little boxes that are to dos, Mm -hmm. and then it goes. Then if I'm sharing it with people, if it's something that I'm working on with other people, actually, even if it's not, it just goes into Google Docs or whatever. And I've tried using systems, other things like I know Laura Roter uses Reich. Honestly, I tried. I tried thinking that I needed to use that which doesn't make sense. But I tried using that after I left Laura, but I just couldn't, I couldn't deal with it. So I just needed to go, you know, paper, graph paper, Excel
1: sheet, that's it. (laughs) Exactly. And I think the simpler you can keep your systems and processes, the better. You know, so many people will waste literally weeks trying out different systems, figuring out how they work. Should I use this one or that one? It's like, dude, who cares? Just get your work done. Like (laughs) sit down, do the work, move it ahead. You don't need anything more than a pen and paper and like a simple shareable
0: document. Love it. Love it. Okay. So, so you got your plan and the, this is the one thing that uh, that I'm constantly harping on, and it's going back to you know when you're making decisions about your launch, um, what what email should I send, what pre-launch content should I, should I create, whatever it is, whatever those things you're asking yourself, it all goes back to the people that you're going to be serving it to. So that's one thing that I know doesn't change just from going through B school every single year.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, when it comes to making decisions with our business, whether it's related to a specific launch or it's just making big, overarching business decisions that drive the company ahead over the next 12, 24, or 36 months, it's really about going back to your vision. What are you really working to create? What do you want to create in terms of the experience for your customers. What results do you want them to walk away with? What are their objections, their fears, their concerns? What are their deepest desires and fantasies? You know, So it's about knowing what your vision is, You know, the outcomes you want to create through your company, knowing the vision that you want to help bring to life for your ideal customers. And then it's literally going back to that list and going, what do we need to put in place to make all of this happen? And when you're clear on your vision, both, again, internally as your company and both for your ideal customers, the results or outcomes that you want to create become a matter of reverse engineering. You start to literally make a tick list of what needs to happen in order to bring these things to life. Is it perfect? No. Nothing's ever perfect, but you can get damn close. And that's what's really exciting. And I think that most people I speak with that find themselves feeling, massively overwhelmed or not sure where to start or, you know, how to make decisions to move ahead. They haven't actually taken a step back to get clear on their vision, clear on what they most want to create for their ideal customers and clear on the results that they would love
0: to create from, you know, and through their business. That's interesting. So, you know, as you're talking about this, I'm wondering then every, every year you do B-School, do you, Take a look then again at the vision as you're, as you're looking at, you know, new things that you want to bring in into the program and new ways that you want to serve, let's say the community or, you know, is that, is that conversation still happening now? Like every time that you relaunch
1: all the time, Mm -hmm. I mean, we pour through thousands and thousands and thousands of data points from our feedback survey we do a lot of debriefing internally as a team and we ask ourselves you know okay so where did we fall down where were their stress points you know was there things that we missed that you know no matter how much you kind of plan and write everything down and no matter how experienced you are Times change, things change, and things just do slip through the cracks. So we're constantly doing our best to be as objective as possible with ourselves and say, okay, what went awesome, what didn't go so awesome, how can we change that? And then, of course, from our customers' feedback – to pour through the things that they thought, oh, my God, this is fantastic. This was the best thing ever. I didn't even know this could be so great. Please don't (laughs) ever change it. Versus things that people seem to have sticking points with or I was disappointed in X or I wanted more Y or whatever it may be. We look for those common themes and then we evaluate, hey, you know, just because someone says they want something, like, for example, um, people are like, why can't we have a forum inside of our member area? We don't really want a forum inside of our member area. That's just something that I don't really want to create. It's nothing that I want to maintain. You know, there's many, many reasons. So we can look at that customer feedback objectively and say, okay, that may be something that they want, but it doesn't align with our vision of where we want to take the company. So we're not going to implement it. On the other hand, for example, one of the main pieces of feedback we noticed was people felt like, oh no, I see Marie every week in Marie TV and she's talking right to me and she's teaching me. And in B-School, historically, we have had uh, keynote presentations because I love words and I love to see (laughs) words on the screen. And I'm a maniac, so I was always updating the content. And when you're producing that type of video education, it's a lot easier and faster to do versus doing a full-on video production, which is straight to camera. So we made a choice last year and we said, okay, you know, people miss seeing me talking to them face to face. So let's recreate B school from the ground up with me talking to people face to face in that same vein as Marie TV. Marie TV is its own property, it's very quirky, mm-hmm. it's very weird. But we wanted to recreate the B school content to kind of echo that experience of intimacy. You know, that takes a tremendous amount of time and energy and production that we had to plan out. You know, we started ten months ago to oh make that life. So gutting Back to your question of you know do we come back to the same things every year absolutely but paying attention to what we want meaning our vision for the product how can we elevate the experience how can we take it to the next level and keeping in mind the feedback from our customers and being able to sift and sort from things that we actually want to do and we believe versus things that people may want but it's not aligned with us as a company it's not where we want to go
0: Wow. You know what I was just, oh my gosh, I was just thinking, I'm like, wow, I, I am probably the worst type of people pleaser in the world because I, I somehow, I, I always forget that little piece. Yes, they might want it, but if you don't want to give it, you know, if it doesn't align with that bigger vision, you can say, no, it's okay. And, and that's, that was interesting. Yes.
1: And I think that's where, and you know, there's always that famous Henry Ford saying, that, you know, if I listened to what people want, I would have given them um, a faster horse. Right? <laughs> right. And that's not what people, you know, if, if you listen to what your customers want a hundred percent of the time, you're actually going to stifle your creativity. And it's a delicate balance. You know, listening to your customers is clearly important in life. You want to have that dialogue. You want to have that relationship. You want to be compassionate. You want to hear what they want and need so you can potentially deliver it to them. But you also have to not do it all the time because it'll stifle your creativity. And come on, let's be honest. Right, Anne? Most yeah. of us don't know what the <laughs> hell we want anyway. It was like, what do you want? I don't know. And we say something because we just come up with a thought or an idea. But think about the company Apple. Oftentimes, they've created the most amazing things that we didn't even know we
0: want until they created it. And we're like, oh, my God, i got to have it. I can't live without this. Oh, my totally. gosh. Yeah, no. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that, that's really great. I mean, so it's, in, it's interesting to hear you talk about the decisions and like answer the questions that you ask yourself each and every launch because they aren't so different really from that first launch out. You might, you'll have more information actually as you keep moving along if you choose to launch again and again or bring a, bring a program or an offering back again and again. So yes. I, I really love that. Um, so, my question then is like one, one thing that I'm always curious about because I've seen different, you know, I, I work with lots of different people. And so I'm curious during, if you have, if you get stuck on something, you're just not sure what to do during a launch. Do you, do you have, um, do you have a mentor or do you have like a group of people that you're like, dudes, I want to do this, but I'm just not sure. Or do you just kind of use, you go to your team? What do you do? Like, what do you do? Do you just sit quietly, meditate over it? Or is it a mix? I definitely do.
1: I utilize a mix. I mean, um, for me, it's about knowing that vision and being really, really clear about that vision because that can help you make decisions, right, about what you want to do. But also, if there's something that I'm grappling with or there's a couple of different options, a couple of different ways to handle something, first people I go to are my team because they know our customers intimately, they know me intimately, and they know the business intimately, and they want what's best for all of those populations, right? They want what's best for me, they want what's best for the business, and they want what's best for our customer. So we'll evaluate things internally first because usually we have... Um, the most kind of knowledge and experience behind it. But then to get a fresh perspective, I'll often go to, you know, my core group of friends who are very successful, who, again, know me well inside and out, who know my business, and my brand, and they can give us a fresh uh, point of view that's outside of our own insular little community, yeah. but there's not one person specifically i go to but you know once i've talked with the team once i've talked with people i trust then you know bottom line responsibility to make big decisions comes to me the business owner ultimately i am responsible you know what i mean to set the direction to make those hard choices sometimes and the thing that drives me the most and the thing that guides me the most at that point is instincts i think our intuition and our ability to know what's best for us at any given time is something that so many people override or they discount. Yep. They, they kind of, you know, will say, oh, well, this person knows better because their business is bigger or, you know, they have more experience than I do. So they know best or, you know, my team really says, you know, let's do this thing and I have to follow my team. And that's not always the truth. Being a leader often means that you will go in the opposite direction of people, even though you respect them even though they do have experience, even though, uh, you know, you do trust them and you believe that they have your best interest at heart. At the end of the day, you've got to trust your own wisdom and that's
0: what it takes to lead. Yeah. You know, I, it just has driven me bonkers watching people and, and having friends of my own as well. Come I can tell they're doing the survey of all their friends. Like, should I do this or should I do this? And I think it it ends up wasting a lot of time and they're, they are doing exactly what you're saying. They're discounting that, that internal, you know, barometer that tells them what they should and shouldn't be doing. Yeah. Um, I do think it's important. Like when you have people that, again, experience
1: has told you, you can trust them and they have valid perspective, it is worth it. You don't want to go survey, you know, 20 people, but if you have two or three people where you really trust their point of view and they really always bring something interesting to the table, perhaps something you wouldn't have considered, you know what I mean? A fail point that maybe you'd haven't seen or a different perspective that you just couldn't have seen unless you asked that person, it is valid. But I think knowing that at the end of the day. After you've gathered all of that information those different perspectives to trust that you will make the best decision based on your own wisdom and knowledge that's what's important to come back to
0: yeah I totally agree and and you know probably I <laughs> oddly enough I, I used to be that type of person to go and and ask maybe a bunch of different people but over time I've slowly realized the power of my own kind of Instinct Mm -hmm. on this, so so usually I'm more of like the the hiding kind of decision maker, the person who has to go into my cave to, you know, consult the (laughs) whatever the higher power or something, and then I figure it out that way. But um, I really I really like that that you do go to people still, and that that you, I mean, your team that's a given, I think. Um, and then going to those trusted advisors, that's great. Um, so. You know, if if you're in this process of making decisions, you're trying to decide to do things on launches. But that's that's all that's all part of the part of what happens during a launch. But what also sometimes happens is overwhelm. And I'm wondering if you still. I mean, you've definitely helped me in the past deal with overwhelm and and getting down to the core of what I'm doing. I think that that definitely we we've all talked to each other off ledges during those first. B school launches. But do you still do you ever feel overwhelmed?
1: Oh yeah. I mean I'm human just like everyone else and I think it's really a symptom of our our world that we live in today. I mean, there's so much that's required of us. And I was, you know, talking with a friend just yesterday over coffee and uh, she's five months pregnant. It's like, I want to be, you know, and her, this was her talking. I, I want to be a better Christian. I, I want to exercise. I want to, you know, she's building this business. I'm doing this event. I'm having a baby. I mean, there's like so many things that each of us feel like we have to do on a daily basis. Forget about when we're actually launching something. But for me, I'm a big believer in our ability to stretch beyond our perceived limitations and constantly expand our capacity. So I'm always trying to stretch myself. And the one thing that helps me stay out of overwhelm as much as humanly possible during a launch is the idea that priorities equal prosperity. And it goes back to what we talked about before. When you're clear on your own vision, both for your business and your personal life, you can prioritize what's truly important for you and then ignore everything else. You know, you don't have to answer every email. You can put things on pause. Certain things are just going to have to fall by the wayside, especially during a particular launch. And it's a great idea to let people know around you, hey, Look, my head's going to be down like 12, 14 hours, maybe 16 hours a day sometimes. I'm not going to be cleaning the house. I am not going to be making dinner. I'm not going to be hanging out and going to the movies, you know, sitting around all day. I'm not probably going to be available for brunch, which is not going to happen during the next month or two. And I think that can help relieve some of the internal pressure and some of the external pressure that can add to overwhelm during a typically intense time as it is.
0: Yeah. I, I, I totally am. That's exactly what I try to do. Of course. with so this, this almost seven year old, she, you know, she's starting to tell me exactly what she thinks about that. So it's <laughs> like cra- crazy, Marie. She's, she's turning seven next month. I can't believe how fast <laughs> time flies. It's what amazing. the heck? She was two the it's, last time I turned around. <laughs> it's nutty. It's nutty but that's, that's good. She's her own woman. Now she's turned into her own little, little, little self. Um, so, okay. So now I, I, you know, I really just want to say that, you know, from my perspective, I think the thing that I love about what your business is, when I look at team for Leo, when I look at the business from the outside is that you have managed to keep really a very simple, there's some sort of, some sort of simplicity yes in what you do and it's it's as simple as it doesn't mean it's not a lot of work it just means it's very clear it's yep. you know one one b school a year you've got marie tv once a week i know that there are other things that you're involved in but from my perspective i'm like wow that feels so good yes cuz it allows you to do whatever else You want to get involved and allows you to, you know, work with, work with other people on projects. And I know you've got, got some of those coming up. Um, but I just, I just wanted to say that I just love, I love watching that. And I love watching that simplicity.
1: Thank you so much. I mean, we enjoy it. I think one of the things that can get all of us in trouble, um, and it's a natural tendency, but, you know, we're creators, so we have many, many ideas, and we want to put a lot of things out in the world. We want to make a big difference and serve a lot of people. And, you know, a couple years back, what a lot of people don't realize, you know, if they've kind of jumped on the Marie TV or the B-School train somewhere in the last two years or so, they don't know that my business actually used to look very different. There was a lot of different learning products on the market. I used to do a huge live live event every year. I did a high end mentorship program where I would take people to places like Mexico and you know Los Angeles and New York City, and we would have these um, incredible incredible, incredible events. And the business was a lot more complex and it was a conscious choice to simplify it. So, um, and it was the best choice I've ever made. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, for our next stretch, there's a lot more things that we'll be adding to the mix, but simplicity is actually one of the things that guides us. And again, you know, it comes back to what we sh- talked about beforehand when you were like, people are like, Oh, why don't you be, launch B-School, you know, twice a year? Why isn't it open all the time? And it's like, well, I don't want to. Yeah. I- pour everything into this live class when we do it and people have access to the content all year round. They can come take it again for free. And we have other priorities. I mean, you know, producing, writing, producing, creating, shooting, editing an award-winning show, what we do with Marie TV, you know, that's not easy. (laughs) That takes a lot of time. And I'm very committed to it. And it serves a lot of people. And it's, you know, it doesn't make money. It's completely for free, but it's part of our heart and soul part of our brand <clears throat> and we love it. And if I you know, filled up all my time with something else, we, we couldn't do the things
0: that we really believe in. So mm-hmm. the simplicity is what we love. That's, that's one of my words for this year. So I'm really, you know, I'm, while I'm looking to grow my own business, I'm looking to not do it by creating tons of new things. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so anyways, I want to talk about just I'll talk a little bit about B school now because we've been talking, you know, a little bit here and there, launching, all of that. But B school really does. I told you before that it has such a it, there's a soft spot in my heart for, <laughs> which is weird for an online program. But it's because it was our first chance to work together. That's really yes. why. And and I remember when you said I remember when you emailed me like the day before the the everything kind of started that first year, and you're like, Are you ready or something? And I was like, Uh, Yes, I think so. (laughs) And it was just, it was just so funny because that really, you know, I, in my mind, I was like, I think I know what a launch is because I've been doing it offline for many years, but okay, let's just see. Let's just do this. So anyways. (laughs)
1: Well, it was amazing. I mean, uh, you're just a brilliant human being, and I treasure all the times that we were able to work together. You're just such a star, and um, I love you. But, you know, B-School, it's an incredible program. It's the online business school for modern entrepreneurs, for people that really believe in their idea, their product, their service. They want to get it out there. They want to use the internet. They want to use social media. They want to use all these tools that we have as modern entrepreneurs, but they don't want to do it in like a douchey, slimy way. Um, most women that I know, and it's by no means just women in the program. Uh, we have a lot of great men as well. But the, the origination of the program came about because I saw so many heart-based purpose-driven women who had something they believed in, but they couldn't figure out how to make money doing it because they were terrified or resistant to sales and marketing. Mm-hmm. They had no idea how to put all these pieces together and actually get their idea, their product or their service out there charge what they're actually worth, make a great profit, make a difference, and have it all work seamlessly without them being a crazy person 24 hours a day. And so, you know, B-School really was born out of that desire to help people create financial independence for themselves, to help people have the freedom to take care of their families, to devote financial resources to causes they believe in. And this will be our sixth year. Oh, my gosh. Yeah.
0: With the program.
1: And, you know, it's rebuilt from the, from the ground up. Like we were talking about earlier, we've retained all of the core teaching, everything that is, you know, essential to what B-School actually is, the structure and the principles, because it is a proven roadmap. We've had, you know, tens of thousands of graduates now that can attest to that, but every piece of it has been refined and refreshed and updated for 2015. There's a brand new member area. It's, um, Absolutely stunning and gorgeous. It makes it faster and easier um, for people to find what they need. We have a fully developed mobile site now because I know, again, I'm on my phone a lot. And I want people to be able to learn on the go easier than they ever have been able to before. All the content as we've shared has been recreated from the ground up. It feels more intimate. It's very much like Marie TV in that sense. So it's straight to camera. Um, and I think it'll help with engagement. All of our fun sheets have been recreated to help people get even more clarity and make progress faster. Again, we pour over our feedback surveys like nobody's business. So anytime we see something to tweak, uh, something that wasn't totally clear, we go and fix it. And we've got thousands and thousands now of Q&A answers in what we call our answer vault. Wow. So if someone has a question on a particular strategy or a concept or you know something doesn't really quite gel, there is a comprehensive library of my exact answers so people never feel alone or lost or confused. And we've also gathered hundreds of Q's and A's from our successful students. That's in something called um, Smart Marketing for Product Based Business Owners. Because oftentimes, a lot of the ideas seem very applicable to service based businesses. Um, the people who are selling candles or T-shirts are like, right. "Oh, you know, how does this apply to me?" So, actually, we've solved that problem. So you can hear from other successful business owners that sell, you know, across a wide variety of industries about how every idea relates, how it makes sense. Um, and again, examples from other business owners that you admire.
0: Dang, you, you just keep adding and improving and cre- I'm like, I'm like, oh, I can't wait to dig into this. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Well, it is, we're so
1: proud of it. It's, yeah. it's really awesome. And the goal, right. Is to make sure that every single student has every tool they need to succeed.
0: Right. And what I, what I really love is that, um, and, and, and I think it's a must that you can, and you should go through the material more than once you know what yes. I mean? Because you're going to get, it's just like you pick up new things every single time you go around. And especially if you're, you're updating, improving, you know, getting really like, I love that, that you've added this, this answer to those product, really product-based businesses. Because I remember way back in the day, there what there, there's always that question. Will this help me if I have this type of business? Yep. And, I mean, I, you know. I think
1: we have people in industries probably at least over 50 to 60 industries. Mm-hmm. I mean, across the board. And the thing about B School, you know, why people do it again and again, I've heard from PhD grads, from MBA students, like that B School is actually more intense and more useful than some of their graduate degree programs. I've heard that multiple times from credible people and it's one of the best compliments and you know it's robust and that's why we give people access to b-school for life because you know maybe you'll make it through three quarters of the program and then you get so on fire and you're taking so much action and you're like alright I need to press pause because I just got so many things that I need to do to yeah. improve my business let me do it and you get to dive back in I hear from friends that are b-schoolers you know personal mm-hmm. people that I know in my life who are also customers say Marie you know um, I'm getting ready to do this new product I go back into the marketing module because god it just helps me to refresh my ideas around this stuff and get regrounded in it again so i love that people come back you know once they go through the full thing and go deeper on something and you know this Anne. yeah uh, when you're focused on core principles i always go back to the basics people you know can get seduced into like oh what's an advanced thing and i need to know the latest and greatest shiny technology like we started the call with yep it's not always about the latest and greatest
0: technology. It's like, have you mastered the fundamentals? Well, the the other thing too is, I mean, it's very specifically, I mean, there's one thing that even when the other part of your complex, your, uh, you know, when it was really complex business was your online mastery group, which is the one that I was in. Mm -hmm. Um, And I remember talking about going through this, you know, very specific customer exercise and doing that for multiple offerings. So you have to do it for each one potentially, you know, because it, you know. Yeah. Oh my goodness. We just did it for a new program
1: that we're putting together and it was so fun. And people often say like, I I use my own material because it works. It helps you to connect to your heart. It helps put you in a place of compassion to serve other people And it really takes your business work and all of your communication to such a deep level that most other business owners just aren't willing to go or they're just not aware that you can go there. And it gives you such an incredible edge that is original to you. And that's what's really great because it taps into what you most believe, the difference that you most want to make in the world. And it helps you get that across in a way that feels genuine, that is genuine, that's authentic, and most importantly, that gets results.
0: Uh, oh, I love that. I love it. Okay. So I want to just I keep hitting the microphone because I'm getting just like too excited over here. <laughs> My hands are like flailing in the air. My cat's looking at me. Um, so I have some quick lightning fast questions. Hopefully they're not too hard or too lengthy for you to answer, but they're just things that some of the fearless launchers wanted me to ask you. Yes. So, okay. How far in advance did you start working on this year's launch? 10 months. Okay. We answered that before, but good. You can put that yes. there. Okay. Uh, do you use the same launch emails every year?
1: I always rework stuff. Yeah. Uh, while some of the content is the same because it's actually directing to content that is the same, meaning those yeah. core ideas. Um, every single year I look through my emails and every single year I refine stuff.
0: Yeah. And so I'm assuming then that the, the question, do you re-edit or change the videos that are usually coming out and I would say it's probably a little bit of that too.
1: It is. It really depends. Like, so for example, our launch videos for this year, for 2015, are the same that we used last year, but all the materials that surround those videos, a lot of that has been updated. So there's changes within consistency.
0: Okay. What's the biggest piece of work to relaunch B-School every year? Is there a big chunk or a big category of work? You know...
1: There is and there isn't. I think it changes each year. It depends on what's happening. You know, some years, if the content has been completely refreshed, maybe we work on the launch videos. But like this year, we spent so much time rebuilding the entire program from top to bottom. Every single pixel, every single piece of content was rebuilt that we didn't feel like we really needed to touch the majority of the launch, we just added a lot of things. So for example, we have this incredible program tour so that people can really tour, um, all of B-School know exactly what we teach, you know, figure out if it's right for them so they don't feel Mm. stressed out. And that used to be a PDF and this year it'll actually be completely online. Um, you know, there's another piece of the program where we noticed again, feedback surveys, listening, just keeping our ears open that a lot of our students don't always make the decision to invest in B-School on their own. So sometimes they have to negotiate with their husband or their wife or, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a significant other. I love it's, that, negotiate. <laughs> in, it's their boss. I mean, let's be honest, yeah. right? I mean, if when you're shared expenses and when you're sharing your money with people, oftentimes financial decisions aren't a solo one. Right, um, right. For some of our younger students, maybe it's about, hey, mom, hey, dad, I really want to take this. I really want to start my own business and I think this is for me. And so we have created an entire section of our launch promotions, again, online that's new for this year, uh, a whole guide to help people and give them the language, you know, some of the objections and the questions that may come up from their boss or significant other or a parent to really give them the tools they need to communicate honestly about what they want to invest in. So you know, there's different pieces each year that need to be worked
0: based on you know what we want to create. That's that's great. Okay, so here's one's kind of off launching, but do do you have a business coach yourself? Do you have someone that you that you work with now?
1: Not one person in the formal sense, but I feel like I actually have many. I am lucky enough, just based on how many years I've been around and how long I've been doing this, that I have extraordinary people in my life that seem to be expert in different little categories and different verticals. So whenever I'm strategizing about growth or there's a certain area that I really want to learn you know, and grow in, I have different people that I call on to get their specific expertise, if that makes sense. Yeah.
0: No, that totally does.
1: So that I can dive deep with someone who is just masterful, you know, say if it's like, okay, we want to take a look at advertising. All right, I'm going to dive in with someone who knows this inside and out so I can just go deep with someone who's like, this is where they swim all day long. You know, if it's something around finances or legal, well, I want to talk to, let's say, the best international tax people that I can. Does right. that make sense? Yeah. So yep. Those are the people that I need coaching me on that specific topic because a general business coach, you know, all it is for me at this point, it's not really going to be effective. And That's our right. vision for our business right now is very, very clear and very set. We know what we're trying to accomplish. You know where we want to go. So it, for us and for me personally right now, it's about diving deep into the areas where I need specific, targeted, expert uh, help when we need that help.
0: Yeah. I love that. That's actually how I'm hiring for this year for my team. So that's awesome. You know, just having like those high level experts for the things that I need to move forward. Yes. Um, okay. What is, I didn't, you know, what's your favorite book right now? It doesn't have to be a business book or are you reading anything right now?
1: You know, I was reading a book just over the weekend that I really enjoyed. It's called Super Brain. It's one of Deepak Chopra's latest books. Um, and I found it really fascinating about how our brains are so malleable and neuroplasticity and our ability to really reshape, retrain, and expand our capacity um, and understand the difference between our brains, that gray matter, and the mind, meaning the consciousness our awareness and our ability to direct our brains to get results that we want.
0: Oh, nice! Yeah. See, I need to. Uh, I this this. I actually that was my question because I'm like, I need a I need a book to read.
1: <laughs> Maybe yeah. Marie's
0: got one for me.
1: Absolutely. I mean, it's definitely there's some dense pieces to it. Of course, we're of course. talking about the brain, <laughs> um, but there's uh, some great nuggets in there. And uh, you know, I'm a big fan of Deepak. He gosh, that man you know, kicks out a book, talk about constantly launching. I feel like he's launching a book every other month. He writes yeah. nonstop. It's amazing. Okay,
0: so this one is super girly. Yeah. Okay. Favorite hair product. Because you know, that hair.
1: Oh yeah. Beautiful hair. Can
0: we just can we talk about it for a minute? Can I, I I'll, sh- I'll share mine, you share yours. Well did
1: you see the Marie TV that we did? Because so many people I have friends of On friends. The hair on the hair that are like, you know, I love Marie, but can she just ease up on the extensions? And my friends are like, that, those are actually, that's all her hair. She doesn't do extensions. <laughs> it's really funny. Um, so actually, let's see. My favorite hair product, I funny enough, I don't have a particular product that I love because I always try and keep changing what I'm using so my hair doesn't get used to it. And it gets like, it's always kind of feels fresh. Um, but having a really good brush that's been the thing I've been obsessed with lately, and I have this Aveda brush that's like perfect when your hair is wet, and uh, I kind of love it. Yeah.
0: Okay, I use this product, uh, the product line Orbe, because mm, I just love the smell, stuff. and apparently J Lo uses it, so you know.
1: <laughs> yes,
0: and I mean, she's also got some amazing hair and she's, amazing skin. She's seriously, love seriously, her. okay. So I think, I think that was the last of those lightning round questions. I just wanted to share with you that, you know, B-School really has been influential to me and my business. I go through it every year. I go through, I'm listening to the, you know, to the office hours calls. I'm trying to be more there this year, just because awesome. I have actually more time this year. I'm not going to be launching right the second that it starts, which is good. Um, so I just wanted to share that with you because the, even the the very first module right out of the gate, it was like, bang, like it always hits me that first yes. module. I was like, okay, I'm in. Okay. I get it. I'm I'm doing the work now. So I just wanted to share that with you because I really think that, um, you know, that's a testament. If you're, if people who've worked on it, people who are on your team, people who are already running their businesses can jump in and get something out of it. And I think that's huge.
1: Oh, and thank you so much for sharing that. And I am so excited for you to see the new stuff and to see the new video in module one. I think given the conversation that we've had and given everything that we've shared and everything you know about me over the years and how we've worked together, you are going to freaking love it. I cannot I'm f- be free to suit.
0: I thought you were going to say I was going to freaking freak. <laughs> Close. You might. You might just get up and do a dance when you see how good it is. <laughs> Probably. Okay. So Marie, I want to thank you for joining me today. It's been a blast and we can't leave it this long. Oh, Again, of
1: course. Thank girlfriend. you for having me on. It was an honor to be able to talk and hopefully yeah. there's some nuggets in what we shared that will help people um, launch more effectively and feel more sane during the process.
0: I think so. I think All so. All right. So that was so much. great. Thank you. I am okay. still loving being able to catch up with Marie after a long, busy 2014. So I hope that you enjoy this interview. And what I would love you to take away from this is pretty simple. Business, business is business and certain things are going to keep coming back. You can't just set it and forget it. Sure, you're going to have ideas for new things, but what really is important is to understand that you're going to have to keep coming back to the principles, to your vision, to those people you want to serve, and then making a decision based on, well, some of the things that Marie shared as the way she makes decisions, but you really are going to be the one who gets to make all of those calls. And sometimes you're going to say no to what people say they want from you, and sometimes you get to say yes. But in the end, you have got to keep making those decisions. you got to keep making them based on your vision for what your business is. and. That's how you're gonna. That's how you're gonna keep moving forward. Uh, also, I want I want to know today. So leave a comment below. And if you're over on iTunes, just head over to um dot com forward slash thirty nine, and let me know what things have you have you found from this episode that maybe you thought would change in your business that you've been wondering would would they get harder? Would they get easier? Perhaps it's launching. Perhaps it's relaunching. Perhaps you think that launching gets somehow super duper easy mode, like easy button mode. What did you come away with from this conversation? And then also, how are you going to put some of these things into motion, knowing what you know now about growing your business? I also want to tell you that Marie, you know, she's got lots of resources at her site, marieforleo.com. I've also included a bunch of links below here, the books that she mentioned, the episode about her hair, can't forget that one, and uh, a few of my favorite episodes from TV. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I would love to get your feedback, so like this episode if you liked it, rate it, review it, and subscribe so you can get more interviews just like this. As always, I want to thank you for listening, and I will see you next week with another... inspiring and real look on what it takes to keep your business running. Thanks for listening.